thank you for coming here today. It's me, Linda Sage, on Learning From Life. One thing I can promise you, there'll be people to meet over the airways here you'll never forget. Some, as long as you live. Let's just say, most have had what could be termed as an interesting life. It's not what happens, it's how you deal with it. And one line from any of them could change the way you deal with things forever. They'll be landing from all parts of the planet, all ages, backgrounds and experiences. Telling the truth of how it was and how they manage things may just help you miss a rock or two along your road too. And very, very welcome. We're back here in the, in the studio, actually, which is really great. And uh, start again. Sorry, it's mate. I'm, I'm rushing. Hi, and welcome back to Learning From Life. I'm Linda Sage, and uh, I've got a fabulous guest. I don't know, it, all of my guests are amazing, but uh, today is no example, and it's a lady with many hats and also a lot, a lot of experience and know-how. So um, I'm based here in Leeds, if you're not in the UK, that's the north of England, and uh, by virtual flight we are off to uh, a little bit further down and a little bit over country to uh, near Birmingham so just to give you a little bit of an idea where we're landing today. So Alka thank you so much for joining me and how are you today? Hi Linda I'm fine thank you thank you for having me. It's great. I'm, I'm so glad that you could uh, join us. I know uh, that we've got quite a lot to talk about because uh, we've, we've spoken on several occasions. But uh, unfortunately, all of our listeners weren't there with us. So uh, perhaps we do a little bit of a recap to start. So just tell us uh, who you are and what you do. Um, hi, I'm Alka Sanen. I currently am a registered manager at a nursing home. It's a private run. And we look after to the elderly up to end of life. And how long have you been doing this, Elka? I've been doing it uh, just under 15 years now. I've been a registered manager for the last eight or nine years um, and been working around Solihull and Birmingham area. And I support other managers, which I started five years ago, a registered managers forum, because I felt that managers weren't supported as much. Um hence I'm here. And I mean, it, it's an industry at the moment. I mean, obviously, we, we talk a lot about what's been going on in the last year, because obviously, that's made such a huge impact on your residents, your staff, yourself. And it, it's not stopping, is it? Because I mean, it's, it's still ongoing. But um, who, who are you? Who, who, who are you other than a professional caregiver? I'm a mum to two lovely individuals. Um, daughter who works in the food and catering industry and my son who's just finished his university and just come back home so I'm a mum of two proud mum of two and um, um, what's your hobbies my hobbies has recently been working through covid you can't ask a registered manager a hobby <laughs> been reading guidances and just trying to get uh, by and supporting each other to be honest other than that it is walking, detoxing, walking, uh, reading, if I can do, and cooking. 
and gardening, definitely. That's one thing that I know when we, we've spoken several times that you've come about your walking and it's so, so important getting yourself out because if you're caring for other people, if you're not caring for yourself, you can't do what you are doing on a regular basis. Definitely agree. Um, it's very, very difficult to put a regime of going to the gyms where you've got a very, very be strict with yourself but I think walking is a thing where you just put the earphones on whatever time it is take the dog for a walk and it literally clears your head or takes you away from your real world for a little while and even if you haven't got a dog you can borrow one or you can uh, there's lots of charities out there for walking um, animals and things like this so there's always a way of uh, just finding something to do I know that the other parks and things like this at times were quite scary because so many people were going on it and some people were a bit worried about walking around um, streets and things like this. But there's there's always a way of finding and maybe a little walking group locally that uh, you can pop into and, and just at least get, have something to get out there for. Certainly, definitely, definitely. Walking is a great way, I think. If, um, it doesn't cost you much, but just get out in the fresh air, it helps. And especially when we've got some, some nice days, which is unusual, even though we're in July and it's supposed to be summer, it's a, we're, we're still in jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite nice to be out. But Alka, I, I know you talk about you've got such passion and about what you do and supporting others, but this year must have been something up, well, more than a year now, it's new, let's say 18 months even, you know, there, there must have been so much turmoil, so, so much extra work and so much more that you've had to take on personally as well as professionally. Uh, definitely. I think um, I mentioned to my admin, which is a friend, that what I've done in the last year has been a test of my last 15 years. And whatever trainings we've had, we've not had time to train ourselves, but this has been the best time to demonstrate what we are, what we work under pressure. And I feel slightly valued. I think people didn't value us as much before that we've had to work out and work ourselves. We, we've taken every day as it comes. It has taken its toll, but I feel that I worked my best in the last 16 months 12 months and my staff my team have supported and we've just come down to each other's levels and work together as a team it, 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 it is very very it has been difficult but I am so lucky that I run a small family run home where the fees the residents the people who live here and the team members have seen the stress we're under and done anything and everything else to support us me and our environment Yeah, definitely agree with you. Small number here, I wear different, different hats as a manager. We haven't got as a bigger organisation would have HR. They'd have um, different people, different angles. People would be supporting as a small manager. I'd be doing the wages. We'd be doing the policies. We'll be doing supporting families. 
um, the residents know you one-to-one. Um, in fact, we wear a lot different hats rather than just doing a manager's role, uh, definitely. Uh, my boss, who is an orthopaedic surgeon, he's leaves me to run. Having a previous business experience, leave leave it to run as a business, as a small concern. So definitely wear different hats. We've had to make a lot of changes in the last year uh, with the staff, the wages, the annual policies. Um, and it's great, to be honest. Sometimes I feel that I can make a change within a shorter period of time, uh, which otherwise I would have had to go and ask people. But we see it, we change it, we turn it around in no matter of time, which is for patient safety and to keep the service users safe. So what sort of uh, people are your service users? What sort of needs do they have? My service users are registered above, our service is registered above 65 plus. Usually we have 85, 90. My oldest uh, lady living with me is a nurse and she's going to be 103 this month. And we support our ladies and gents up to the end of life. Um, So it is a small home and family environment we have here. They have all sorts of uh, issues at the older end, dementia being the most, but other than that, Huntington's, with stroke. Um, we support we support each and every one we can within our capacity. I know I know you've you've spoken about this before, but obviously the in, individual care plans have been such a, a big issue. And when you've got such a variety, we, you've got somebody who maybe physically is, is totally intact and mentally, as you say, you know, with dementia or needs that sort of support, or somebody else who is psychologically sound but physically is limited so there must be such a wide variety of needs and services that you have to dig into we it's just personalization from the beginning to going to assess the person um, again i'm privileged that i can bring the person as a manager i go and do the assessment and bring the person in speaking to the families and speaking to the person themselves and then coordinating with the nurses Ours with the residents, they are ever changing with the age we have and the medical conditions we have. Personalization is definitely, definitely a key. And when we bring a person in, we speak to the family for the first six weeks. There's such interactions with the families, with the person, with the nurses, when we are putting things in place. Um, And that is a key to know the person definitely and we're working on integration with the other with the doctors with the gps um and once you've set that tone when you've got all the paperwork in place when you know the person is settled then the assessment then it's a continual assessment based on each and every person i make sure i'm at a handover every morning so any basics any changes we know when we can implement changes as and we when we go along do referrals with the mental health teams physios it has been difficult throughout the period but 
Um, honestly, I think uh, even if though it's been difficult, we worked our ways within our GPs and other services to support the person in the best and the quickest way possible. I'm, I'm just going to play sort of devil's advocate a little bit here because I've, I've been in the situation. I ha- I have cared for both my parents right till the end of, of life for for them both, and I know the toll and it takes and the amount of work that's put in it but I also know the, um, the the big conversation within families to actually put a family member into a care scenario so as a, a manager and a, care, a caregiver you know what do you suggest that uh, the best way for families to actually look at this situation? I think during Covid if we specify people are very very concerned in bringing uh, family members to care homes I would say is not to struggle yourselves, come and speak to the managers, come and speak to the care facilities or speak to the local council and see what care we provide and have those one-to-one conversations. It, it, it is very, very difficult, I understand. And for us as well, every person is an individual. We attend, I attend every funeral. Every person is different. Um, we had a Years ago, when I couldn't, I've never worked in an organisation for 15 years, I had a business. But then coming into care is, unless you're compassionate, unless you're careful, unless you are going to have attention to detail, it's very difficult. And it's our jobs as registered managers to ensure that we provide best care for the families who are coming in. Um, they need to be assured. And as a registered manager, I would assure the family, if we cannot look after the person, we say we've done an assessment, what is your needs? What is your, you know, sit down and see what the outcomes they want and what kind of atmosphere they're looking for as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very emotive time in in a family if if this this discussion is going on because some people are more prone and other people are less prone. So, is there any sort of particular guided questions that you would say are, are key questions to ask if anybody's sort of looking or thinking about this at the moment? If people are looking for a care home, it is to contact your local authorities. But if you are looking, um, Care Quality Commission is our um, authority, inspecting authority. Look on the website. Look at. We have so many calls we take sometimes just supporting the family members. They don't know what kind of a service they're looking at. Are they looking for a residential home, care home? For some people, care home is a care home and a nursing home, as you would know. Um, and it's for us to direct. But when they are looking for it is the key is that the right setting for a person will their care needs be met will the psychologically mentally will they get the support they need and it is the family members and sometimes within a family members siblings don't agree or the families don't agree and as a manager I try to bring if somebody's agreeing and the other people are not agreeing the family members is if we try to bring it together and give them assurance that what they're looking for is the right care setting. If it isn't a care right setting, there is a get out clauses like anything else. If the person moves in, although I don't like to move people in of the elderly age, and I do tell families that because it's not good for the person to keep moving. But if they are moving into a setting and if they don't like the setting then there is a 28 day period so that don't some of them don't know to get out the policies off the care setting um to wherever they are taking their family member to to ensure that they are getting the best service they need Elka, 
we were talking obviously about things people coming into your home and they come from all sorts of different backgrounds and make mixtures so how do you cope with different people in an environment that you know perhaps is alien to all of them from sort of different cultural backgrounds and things like this as well we've got cultural more of the residents i think the areas when we've got a lot of different cultures and stuff definitely but that's for us when we give as a new person, as an induction, we understand their cultures as well. And we give them the culture or what we are like. We like to see with our residents what type of care we need to give. Even though people with different backgrounds, it's great. There's diversity, there's compassion. And we try to bring the best out of them uh, for the best outcomes for our residents as well. And if there are different cultural residents we have, we try to meet their needs with food, what cultural, we used to have a lady before, then I taught the cook how to cook Indian meal, because she used to prefer Indian food two days a week or three days a week. So we tried to provide um, personal centred care. Yeah, yeah, you jumped in there actually before me because my next one was going to ask about food because obviously, yeah, you know, when you're catering in bulk for people, it can be quite complicated. Even within a family, you know, they can have, end up with four different meals. So, if uh, is this an issue, or do you just sort of have a basic menu and they have choices? So usually in a setting or a care home, you'll have four to six week rotating menu, but. Again, when a person comes in, we've got a food diary. We give it. We sit with the families, ask them what the favourite foods are. Even if it's not on the menu, we cater it. So it is literally persons, as I say, customer-led, but no, a resident-led. And uh, whatever they need, whatever their choices are, uh, again, socially as well, we'd cater to. As it's their home, we are bringing them into. And, and what about entertainment? What sort of thing do you do for entertainment? Entertainment's quite varied, and I think in every care setting it's different. For me, um, since definitely during COVID, what the staff were feeling it and the residents uh, weren't seeing everybody. So we all stopped work for an hour from, say, 12 till 1 o'clock. Even I, from my office, we come out and we do activities. It's it's not that everybody gets involved, even if sometimes they're just sitting on observing as an activity, we call it. And we try to implement it. It's not regimental. We change it how people like to do. But if COVID wasn't there, we did outdoors. We did uh, regular visits to the pub. We really enjoyed every week down walks outside. Um, we encourage a lot of families to go out, go home, to have all um, oh, family members to come and have join us for lunch and meals as well. It, it, because when people have been at home for that long, sometimes activity isn't just doing a specific thing. It's just involving them in everything we do. They love cooking, absolutely love once a week is our cooking session. Feeling and smelling is brilliant. And obviously at the moment, um, care homes and residential care and things like this has been under a lot of scrutiny. And there's a lot of issues with this um, compulsory uh, vaccination. That, and it's not just the UK that's going through this, but I know... That uh, because we've spoken uh, previously on this, but I know it's a big work area and there's a lot of issues that aren't so clear for perhaps the, the general public to see what sort of issues that this actually brings up for you. Uh, first of all, I would say it is sad 
that um, there is a lot in social media uh, about bad press. But I promise you from my heart, each and every manager or co-managers I've known, all the other staff have worked endlessly, tirelessly, moved into the care homes and worked for the residents, for their service users. It's just bad press sometimes overtakes the good. Um, yes, there is going to be vaccinations. It's compulsory vaccinations. I've had that in detail. As I run a manager's forum, we got our local authority involved and we've spoken to them. They've taken our concerns up nationally. I just say keep your communications open. There is going to be challenges. And yes, the government's looking at the best way to provide care for the our service users and to keep them safe. But on the other side, the challenges are huge unless we keep communications open we're not going to get through them and that's what we've done through covid and also caring for the residents but caring for the staff is so important as well because i know um the national trend you know is is dismal and when you think about i mean i'm i'm coming that age group and people you know in around that age yeah these these are sort of the people that will be caring for me in a, in years to come you know hopefully or you know if the case is not then it's going to be quite dismal so try and get people in and keeping staff do you think there needs to be big changes for that to happen successfully change comes over time linda i've done that even 15 years i've managed i've got 75 percent staff and when you got the top 10, 20, which is turnover, it, it, it change comes over time. This is a testing times for all of us in every industry, even just not in care industry, food industry as well. And nothing like pandemic. Every person in this world has gone through the same thing. If people had wars before, it was only a certain number of people going through. Everybody sat at home and re-evaluated. So in care industry, it is the same we are facing in everywhere else. So for us, it is to bring new people into care and re-evaluate and support them as much as you can and show them how rewarding um, this job can be. Or oh, it is not a job, really. It is a lifestyle for us. It, it's a, it is a career. I, th- I think that's quite quite bad actually. When we go about a job, it's not because you you do so much for other people that it really is a vocation. Definitely. Sometimes I I, I do struggle on the other side to say that we haven't got human rights. People think that I'll have my, I'll have my human rights when I'm eighty five and plus because sometimes we get condemned that much, but. At the end of the day, we live with ourselves and we live with our job satisfaction at the end of the day. When you see a smile on Pearson's face at the end of the day, when you know you're caring for them, it's totally, it's a feeling when you can only live with. Nobody else can take that away from you. Yeah, very much so. And Alka, I know we've been through sort of this 16 months, 18 months, which has been very, very difficult. What, What do you see as a future? Do you think that we going to be having some more times of this or do you think it's slightly going to get uh, easier from here on in? I think we should all learn. We should, it, 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 no, life never gets easier as it gets, it gets tougher because we don't know what. But people have stopped in their tracks after this and they have found the cracks and everybody who has found the cracks need to fill them up and build up and move on to be honest is i wouldn't say it's easy because covid's not gone yet i can see it another two three years 
in my humble opinion, but the impact of that you won't see. It's like a ripple effect. It's just happened. What are the ripple effects of that? As you said, staffing, vaccinations, but all we need to do is communicate and work together and try to make this place better. Even if we can't make the whole world, world better, just within our environment, we can support each other. And, and for Elka, I mean, you've been there 15 years now. And so what do you see for yourself, uh, the future coming up? For me, uh, I will probably continue caring. Not probably, I will continue caring and supporting others. When I started as a manager, there was very little support. And I felt that this is a very lonely job as a registered manager. Accountability, if you see CQC, when we get, um, inspections they are changing the way they inspect there's one thing well led should big thing for a registered manager um, it service hold depends on us but for me I'm going to continue caring in the environment and probably try to keep making a change and supporting other managers as much as I can and and I know you you haven't actually spoken about it, but I know that you've not only been going through all the issues of COVID, but you actually went through a whole lot of building work in that time to open up a, a new part of your home as well. I know that. I, I, I know. Don't even go there. Normally, we, what do we say? Don't move a house and don't have a baby. And for me, it's don't have COVID and don't do building. Um, we had to, We it was a great project. We started only a small one. We were going to make seven bedrooms. And we were 10 weeks away, 15 weeks away last year. 9th of March, we closed our home well before the national government did. And we had to stop. I changed the front cords for the builders. Builders were, oh, my God, what are you doing? So we had to restart it again this year in first week of January. Absolutely. And I'm four weeks away. I'm so glad. The home looks absolutely brilliant, but I don't think that sparks there, which we were looking forward to having a new home. But the um, families... Uh, Mikey has been writing to the families. The families have understood. They've agreed with everything uh, of the residents, and the residents are happy as well. The staff have supported, but it's been a tough call doing the building work. And with COVID, everything's been extra double checked. The builders have been great. The project manager has been great. Uh, but I don't think I'll do another construction, Linda, or even get my house painted at the moment. Not for a long time. <laughs> I, I must admit, we, we've had something similar here in uh, in Chapel in the Arts Centre. We we were due to close in the uh, in the April uh, twenty twenty for renovation because we actually took over the building next door. Um, so obviously, we were actually planned to to close and, and go out and do everything virtually from other places. But then, of course, COVID hit, and and that was it. So literally, we are just starting coming back in now. There's a few of us. I'm now in the studio and uh, do some things from the studio but uh, up till then it's all been uh, under a duvet in my lounge so that yeah we, big learning curve <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've been out it's just when I hear people yes they've been furloughed or they've been at home and you see hybrid people coming out how they're going to feel and for me oh my god we've, we've been out I think we've worked maybe whatever we've been working double the hours and we've been on the road when I've given, had to give uh, passes to all my staff 
that okay if you get stopped that you're going to work i think we've, we've just worked in a different environment and thinking on our feet it just can't i don't think anybody can comprehend who's been sitting at home i'm not saying they haven't had it tough but i think getting out knowing that we're going back to our families i've, I've got my admin team who's got a little baby at home she's got a grandchild and they're going back to home and they could be taking covid home and people have worked selflessly through it definitely Definitely. So it's uh, great to see things from the other side, which is uh, very important because it's all too easy sometimes to sort of sit back and have one view and think that's the only view. So uh, I do really thank you for your time and all your insights because I know that uh, to fit us in, you have very, very busy days and very long days as well. Thank you very much, Linda. I hope this helps and I hope uh, people look at care homes um, as they're looking we're looking after their elderly and we're looking giving them the best care we can thank you and and i'm sure you know for people really good insights there so uh, lots of great nuggets if you are actually contemplating this or you're discussing this with a family don't forget you can uh, go back and listen to the replay over and over again so you don't miss anything out jot down all the uh, places that alka said that you could contact for more information and uh, just take your time, do your due diligence, ask as many questions as you like, because uh, that's what it's all about. So for me, thank you so much for being with us today. We've really enjoyed being back with you. And of course, we will be back with you again very soon. But until then, be kind to yourself, take care of yourself. And I will say bye for now. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded in conjunction with the Chapel FM Art Centre and East Leeds FM radio station. For more information about them and all the good work that they do is www.elfm.co.uk And to know more about what Linda Sage is doing, her website is www.lindasage.com Also on all the other social medias.